Why can't you just be a good boy and die? You first. Welcome to a special episode of On Second Watch, and with a little help from some friends, we are going to explore the movies that Sean Bean was not cast in and answer the ultimate question, how would Sean Bean have died? We get to decide his role, It's whether it's replacing a leading role or a supporting role, a new character, cameo, or some random bystander, and decide how he would die. And today, I am joined by Dan from the Assorted Goods podcast to show our respects for the man, the myth, the legend. So Dan, thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me on. I, I, you know, this is. I love getting into any sort of podcast where where I can, like I said to you earlier, just show up and talk about some fun stuff. And and uh, movies are always a good time. So so I appreciate you having me by. Absolutely, I love to. Uh, also, you know, I, I talk to a lot of these, talk to you and some other podcasters just on Twitter all the time. And it's good yeah. to actually uh, get a chance to actually talk. Yeah. No, absolutely. I know this is this is my favorite. I. I I constantly plead with people to have me on their shows because I love doing it so much. But I think I think maybe I, I try not to overstay my welcome. Well, hey, I, you're more than welcome to always pop in. If you got another movie idea in mind, feel free, just let me know. Oh, yeah. we'll, we'll jump into it. Oh, absolutely. So why don't you tell everybody a little bit about your show and where they can find you? Sure. Yeah. So so sort of goods is is uh, you know it's always hard to define, but it's it's a show that uh, really I I just pick. Any sort of topic that I read about, or, or you know, I read a lot of news and I read a lot of stuff on the internet. That and uh, every now and then I just decide something seems interesting, so I'll pick a topic and I'll dive into it, research it a little bit more, and sort of write a big long episode. And, and the whole point is, it's just kind of my curiosity in podcast form, and I try to make you know the things I'm interested in and the topics I want to learn about, you know, something that other people can can enjoy as well. And you know, I'm, I'm not a smart guy, so this is sort of like smart people stuff for people like me who who need the help so uh you know you can find assorted goods on any of the podcasting platforms you use spotify apple podcasts uh even on youtube um you know find me on twitter at assorted goods pc and instagram at assorted goods pod i'm i'm pretty social media active i'm a little i'm a little addicted to it like most people so uh you know i hope you'll i hope you'll anybody who's listening gives it a try and, and stops by for a listen oh absolutely and thanks again for joining it's uh it's always good to Good to talk to you, and uh, been kind of browsing through, favoriting my episodes. I'm going to take a listen to once uh, I get an actual chance to <laughs> catch up on some of my my backlog of podcasts. I just appreciate that anybody even listens to it at all. So <laughs> each right, individual yeah, person, I, I'm thankful for. It's yeah. I mean, we uh, the the point is we do this for fun. You know, it's we're not. Uh, None of the people that I talk to on the regular are are in this for the money because there there really isn't any. But it's <laughs> yeah. it's fun, and I, I'm happy to talk to people. So this is great. Of course, of course, absolutely. So today we're going to decide how Sean Bean would die in 2014's. It was 2014. Geez, uh, yeah. British American epic space epic science fiction film Interstellar, which is awesome because it's one of my favorite sci-fi films. Uh, I love almost anything that Nolan Brothers touch. Uh, so I'm, I'm happy to talk about Interstellar today. So, uh, Dan, when you uh, you let me know that you wanted to be a part of this, you said Interstellar for sure. So what 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 drew you to this movie? Well, I think, first of all, I, I wanted an excuse to watch it again. So I had an ulterior motive, I have to admit. There but you go. It, uh it, it is. I, I agree with you. It's one of my favorite sci-fi movies as well. I'm I'm big into space. I like space stuff. So, you know, this is a this is the one that really sort of 
hits on a lot of marks for me when it comes to a film. And and I, I it's just a movie I really enjoy. It's been a long time since I saw it. But when it came to doing this segment for, for Killing Sean Bean, I thought, well, you know, like most of the characters die in this movie. This seems like the right environment to to drop Sean Bean into and then sort of uh, unfortunately play with his mortality, it seems. <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking that as well, that oh, this would be a, a great chance because, like you said, almost everyone dies. Um, but then I, when I was starting to think about it, I was really struggling, um, trying to find the right spot for him. But we'll, we'll definitely get into that. Right. Um, but, yeah, so Interstellar is is a great film. Uh, one of those – there's something about Nolan films that as soon as I see him, I have to go back in the theaters and watch him again because yeah. it just – it gets you thinking so much and there's, there's so much to it and there's so much stuff that you miss that you can pick up on the second, third, fourth, you know, watch, um, same thing for inception. Um, interstellar was one of those that, you know, I saw multiple times in the theaters when it came out on, on Blu-ray about the special one that gave you the little cutout from the IMAX reel, you know, so I have a little film of, uh, of that movie and it's just, um, like you said, I have not watched this in a long time. It's you got to dedicate three hours of your time to really dive into it. <laughs> well, I, um, that's what I love about it is that it's it's such an experience of a film. It's it's not you know you get different things from different movies, right? And and I find Interstellar is one of those ones that yeah, it's long, but it's it's a good like it's a good movie experience. It, there's a lot of you know epic music and and crazy camera shots and you know, a lot of these like you know. Uh, visiting these like foreign worlds of of all sorts of crazy like it, it's it's very visually and like aesthetically and auditory like pleasing is, is what i always found about it so it's just a great it's just a it's a fun thing to watch i don't know how else to describe it like it's right. just enjoyable to watch uh, i can get into it for three hours but that probably says more about me <laughs> well i also love how much time and effort they spent to render these black holes for the first time they spent a lot of time and money creating you know these these visuals that have never been created before based off of science and based off data yeah. uh, this is the first time anyone really got to, a chance to see based off this information that we're gathering what a black hole might look like and it's really kind of cool that that a movie kind of helped push that um that exploration more into the science behind black holes and what what they would actually look like you know closer up yeah and and one thing actually i was thinking about last night as well was um how much it sort of reminds me of 2001, A Space Odyssey. Yeah. It sort of seems like the sort of a modern version of that because it's kind of got that weird element to it. The plot sort of has a a, a, a a very science fiction angle to it, especially towards the end and all that. And and a lot of the camera shots and uh, some of the elements of the way they make the film, I'm like, all I could think when I watched it the other day was, this reminds me so much of 2001. It's like just a little less weird than that <laughs> but it's uh <laughs> right. it, it's it feels like sort of the modern version of of 2001 that we get it is yeah i would i would totally agree with that and plus i think with han zimmer's music it the fact that he's using basically like um like a you can hear like the metronome ticking of yeah. time it yeah. just it creates that anxiety especially as they're you know trying to escape you know that that um the giant oh, wave right. and you know how, yeah, how time is passing it's that was exactly how i felt when i was watching it the other day too is it had been so many years i saw it in theaters when it came out and i haven't seen it since and and all i could remember last the other night or i think it was last night i watched it actually but was this is a really like anxiety inducing movie like i'm tense for <laughs> 2 hours of these 3 hours like it's it's very like uh, why am i sweating sitting here watching this this is too <laughs> 
<laughs> so it, it really does. And his music is, is Hans Zimmer. His music just pretty much creates most of that. It, absolutely. He's, he's a master and I, I, I don't blame Nolan for continuing to use him <laughs> for a lot of the work yeah. that he does. Yeah. It's proven, proven to work for sure. But all right, I, one person that's uh, probably sweating as well is Sean Bean. Probably not, but uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's figure out how we would cast and and kill our favorite Yorkshireman. Um, do you have? I, I wrote down two. How many did you come up with? I had sort of a two as well, but they're they're kind of a, a remix on themselves. Like it's it's the same scenario. I'm just putting him in different spots each time, really. <laughs> so they're, they're my, I'm a little uncreative with this, I guess. Well, um, I would say mine's pretty similar as well, where I'm kind of leaning off the same situation. But why don't you you hit us first, and we can we can go from I, there. I hope we didn't do the exact same thing. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I mean, the the sort of climactic death of the whole film is is Matt Damon's character trying to attach his his ship back to the space station, and he he blows himself up in the process, yeah. right? Spoilers. Sorry, anybody who hasn't yeah. seen it. Why are you listening if you haven't? But <laughs> right. um, So I thought there's two ways we could have done this. My, the one that I, I created in my head when I watched it, though, was was to create him as like an additional crew member from the start, right? He'd yeah. be just put him on the ship, you know, sort of a, a grizzled season sort of, uh, you know, wise older scientist who comes along for the journey, which which means you get like two hours of the film to build him up as a character, you know, let him tell a couple jokes, have a couple of deep discussions, you know, on the long journey. And then I figured in that scene, when you get Matt Damon trying to steal the ship, you'd have Sean Bean's character stay on the ship and then fight him like in the airlock room over the over opening the door. And then, and then in a heroic act, he'd like eject both of them out into space, but save the ship is how I is, is how I wrote his character in my strange little mental screenplay. So <laughs> that's, you gave him a heroic death. That's, that's the, that's the golden gem right there. <laughs> I did. I wanted to build him up as a character and give him sort of a heroic ending. Awesome. Um, I did not. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I want to know um, what yours are for sure. Mine, mine's kind of pathetic and sad, but, um, so my, my first one is at the very beginning of the movie, you have the scene where you're you're kind of introduced to Cooper's family and they're they're driving around in their truck and right. it pops the tire. You know, they're having this this you know this dialogue moment about Murphy's Law and things like that. All of a sudden, a drone flies overhead that uh, <laughs> they, they don't normally see because it's it's normally way up in the sky, but it's I don't know. They were trying to explain that it's maybe it's just fried. It was flying too low. Right. But anyway, right. the, they're hunting this thing down with a flat tire careening through a cornfield. I mean, right, I, you, yes. you literally cannot see an inch in front of you because they're just, it's all corn. There's even a point where they come out, um, you know, past one section of corn and there's a giant machine and they just veer out of the way just in time before going back through another patch of corn. And then all of a sudden they're at the edge of a cliff and they, they, they barely, you know, survive this almost careening off of a cliff. Because, right. Right. Uh, Coop, you know, Cooper told his son uh, to keep driving. Well, poor Farmer Sean was in the cornfield <laughs> just trying to fix that machine <laughs> that they just narrowly um, missed. And he was just trying to get out of the sun, just catch a break because the machine's just not cooperating. It's full of dust. He's just frustrated. So he's just sitting in the shade in the cornfield. All of a sudden, he hears a noise. I'm like, what the heck is that? He just looks up above, sees that drone flying overhead, and he thinks, oh, that's strange. And all of a sudden, 
F-150 or whatever truck it was. <laughs> I don't know. Just plows right into him, just knocks him right out, and he's gone. Wow, innocent bystander angle. Jeez, he's yeah. So is he is he is he not a speaking role in this case, or is he? It's it's quickest payday um, of his acting career. I feel like, but I mean, it, it might be like the quickest cameo where you don't really realize it's him, or right. it it pans over to his face and he's looking up. He's like, oh, that's weird, and uh, then truck. Maybe that's a know. good sort of like niche acting market he can get into. Is is he should just start taking roles where he shows up for half a scene and dies as a as a bystander. He could he could get into like the the like Marvel comic universe and just anytime there's a supervillain like destroying a city, you'll just have one shot. Sean Bean will just show up, walk across the street and have a building follow him and, and that's it. And that's his whole role. And he should just do that in as many movies as humanly possible. And that's kind of why we put this together. It's like we want him to have that record of the most on-screen deaths, and he's right. not going to get it without us. So, we're, right. So there's we're, sort of a conflict. Just, there's a conflict yeah. here because say, see, my idea involved a full movie with him, but that's that takes months of shooting and months of preparation, and he's he's going to be busy. But yours, I like because he just shows up and they just dress him up as a farmer and he they just boop run him over and he's done and he can go do yeah. another movie. So so you're thinking efficiently. I, I like that. Just take an hour out of your day, dress up like a farmer, get your hundred grand, and you know, be on your way. Just yeah. green screen the death if you need to. You know, just just yeah. one shot. <laughs> that record's within reach. I think so. We're we're trying our best here, right? <laughs> um. So that that's that's my number one. How about your uh, your second one? Well, my number two was kind of a cop out, which I just said you could have just cast him as Matt Damon's character, the the doctor who who uh, was I think is Doctor Man is his name in the yeah. movie. Yep. And yeah, so I think you could have just made cast him as Matt Damon's character, and that would have been. I think it would have worked equally well. He would have had to have had a different temperament as a character, maybe maybe a couple of witty one liners or or something. But I think you could have just made him that because even if you just cast him in that role his death is still epic right he still blows himself up unlocking the ship but i feel like there's still so many potential opportunities in this movie to kill him and i've i've i haven't been creative enough with it <laughs> just i mean you could have thrown him into a black hole you could have had him you know swept away by waves you could have done anything really mm-hmm. if you wanted to there's a lot of opportunities to also you know shoot him out into space somewhere i think yeah absolutely i mean the the whole the doctor man character he's a very it's an interesting character because in such the the brief moment you get with him, you're, you're kind of conflicted. Is he like, it's yeah, he's, he's bad because he's turning on everybody, but he's not like, he's not like a bad guy. He's got semi good intentions with what he's trying to do, but at the same time, he's, he's kind of a douche about it. Yeah. He's kind of like um, a pathetic character. He's a very like uh sort of, I don't know. He's, he's like a little Shakespearean, right? That he's, he's got these motivations that seem to make sense, but they're just so like shameful as a character that you're like, Oh, you can't like, can you imagine somebody making the choices this guy makes? Right. But yeah, it's a, he, he, he's, I always found it to be such a weird cameo. The first time I saw the movie as well, where I'm like, is that Matt Damon showing up two hours into the movie? Like just (laughs) right. (laughs) Is that him? Really? I thought, I thought it was maybe just a guy who looked like him, but no, it's sure enough. Yeah. He's, uh, and then that's what would have happened if he, uh, in the Martian, if he didn't, projectile slingshot himself into the ship that he just bounced off the moon and <laughs> that, that could have been his character. Just floated to another planet and then Matthew McConaughey right. shows up and finds him and, and wonders what happened. I'd, I'd wake up crying too if that happened. I think you might be building uh, you might be building the interstellar you know multiverse there. You might have a franchise of movies on your hand. No, trademark. Sorry, Nolan. Yeah, go nuts. <laughs> it's all you. 
Uh, awesome. So um, with my second one, it, it still involves corn. Uh, so towards the end of the movie, right when um, Matt Damon's trying to kill everyone for his own personal reasons, right? Uh, you got older Murphy trying to convince her brother to leave with her, and he refuses, holding on to the, the thought that uh, Cooper's coming back. And she gets this crazy idea to burn the corn crops to distract her brother while she goes and you know tries to rescue her family just to just to get them out because he's he's going crazy, she's going crazy. Well, again, Farmer Sean somehow survived that crazy car experience, just got out of the way just in time, but he's still in those in that corn just trying to fix that damn machine. And when she lights those crops on fire because everything's so dry and, and it just it goes up quickly she didn't need to pour all the gas that she did on on the corn it would have gone up in a blaze anyway so he's out there and all of a sudden this this wall of fire starts coming for him so he's he's booking it he's running so if the fire doesn't take him out he's running looking over his shoulder he manages to come across that same cliff doesn't see it coming (laughs) and falls to his death this time without cows (laughs) right (laughs) but he falls to his death off a cliff Man, just he, wow, he cannot catch a break. Par- farmer Farmer Sean is having a, a really bad day. You know, wow, it's a tough life I mean, out in either, the fields. Apparently, well, yeah. I mean, you either die of starvation because you just can't eat corn anymore, or uh, you get run over by a car, burned to death, or fall off a cliff. Take your choice. Yeah, yeah. This 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 Interstellar offers so many opportunities to kill characters. It's got such a wide variety of both you know earthly. You know, demises and and also all the infinite ways that you can kill him off as a character out in outer space, which is why it's why it's so great. I mean, there's so many there's so many varieties of ways you could kill him off as a character. I I, I feel like Christopher Nolan may have missed an opportunity to to take advantage of that. I think so. It's it's a shame. I mean, I so I I killed him twice on Earth. You took him both times in space. Yep. Yeah, I had a bit um, of a I had a bit of an imagining of like you know the end of Titanic, like him drifting off. Like DiCaprio right. at the end of that, you know, I, I just kept imagining that you build him up as a likable character and then you have to have some tragic sort of drift off into space or something like that at the end. Yeah, it's a, the heroic way is always the best way, but sometimes it's hard to come up with a heroic way for this guy. <laughs> I it's didn't just, work that hard such a good for villain. it, though. <laughs> he does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I was also th- trying to think of, I, I didn't come up with the full backstory to this one, but um, when... Uh, Murphy has her epiphany and she throws all the paper in the air in the uh, that bunker and it's just kind of like floats down. I I just pictured Sean just kind of like walking on a catwalk, just reading something, and he <laughs> slips on one of these sheets of paper and and takes a tumble. Or so I just I didn't uh, develop that one enough, but uh, sacrifice sacrifice in the name of science. It sounds like so. right. <laughs> all about science. We need more. That's science, heroic, so. isn't that? Isn't that a heroic death as well? I think in a in a I mean, morbid sense. I mean his. His placard or his uh, graves might have something heroic about in the name of science, but everyone knows the fact that he slipped on a piece of paper and died. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You keep that in the company. That's a company secret. <laughs> right. You've got to tell a better story than that. It's redacted. Don't worry about it. Right. <laughs> yeah, of course. But, yeah, don't take that to space. We don't want that carried on. But No, no. <laughs> well, great. That's, uh, that's all I have. Um, I think uh, I like yours. The heroic way. If you can find a good heroic way to to take Sean Bean out, even if it does take more filming, more time on camera for him, it's it's worth it. So kudos to you. 
Right. I mean, what's a it's a three hour movie. What's another you know fifteen minutes of character development for for an extra crew member? I think that that can be the extended edition. Right. Yeah. This the Snyder cut. Yeah. Suddenly, Sean Bean's in there. <laughs> maybe there's a good you know I I was reading an article a little while ago about how they want to go back to old movies and like uh, like put products in them or something with like CGI or old TV shows oh, and like CGI and project product placements and stuff and I thought well why can't we do that with Sean Bean then why can't we go back to old movies and just put him in as a character in you know and and just kill him off each time so th- I'm trying to help you find workarounds to get him to die as much as possible in the film so we could start you know, a project to get Sean Bean digitally put into old movies and then killed in any way we see fit. Yeah. I mean, this needs to happen. I mean, we got digital hologram of Michael Jackson and, and Tupac and all sorts of stuff coming up lately. Why not get a representation of Sean Bean molded cast ready to go. So we can just put him into all old movies, TV shows. I mean, leave it to Beaver Brady bunch. Why not just keep it going? Of course. Of course. So I mean, now, now we're thinking, yeah, and I gotta make sure I message this uh, to him on Instagram and <laughs> see hey, if he buys into it. You just might be the guy to do it. <laughs> we'll see. Eventually, he's gonna block me. Uh, but we'll see. <laughs> never say never. You know? Right. I mean, I joke about this in, in every recording that I'm waiting for that cease and desist letter. That's when I know I made it. Yeah. But yeah. Think of the boost I'm, the podcast is gonna get from that too. Right. Uh, well, until I get that, I'm just gonna keep going. There's plenty of movies he's not in, and we're just gonna. <laughs> Keep doing our job to just bring them in and knock them off. Right. Plenty of opportunities. Well, awesome. So thanks so much, Dan. Really appreciate you jumping in here. Um, for everybody listening, go check out the Assorted Goods podcast. Um, follow them on, on social media too, Twitter, Instagram, all the fun stuff. And, and engage. And uh, hey, if you're a fellow podcaster, have Dan on your show. It's, it's good fun. Yeah, I, I, I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm warmed up and, and microphone ready at all times, I like to say. So, <laughs> um, I, I, thanks for having me by, man. I really appreciate this. You know, gave a great excuse to watch uh, one of my favorite movies again and, and then hypothesize on killing a character. But I think, I think I discovered that my screenwriting needs some work. Well, it's, it takes some practice. We've done this. I think I've, uh, this is my 13th recording of, uh, a Sean Bean episode. So it's, it, we're, we're getting our practice in. Uh, we just did one on uh, uh, Meet the Parents, and I just went way, way <laughs> out there linking Goldeneye to Meet the Parents. It's so it's you get a little nuts when you don't have when you don't sleep enough. So. Oh, I mean, you could have you could have just taken his character from Goldeneye and put him in this movie, and then he would have been a great villain as well. It's the evil space, you know, secret agent. I, I think there's potential there. Hmm. Yeah, that satellite could come in handy instead of crushing him. It could just could help them find this planet right <laughs> now we're fusing the scripts here we go yes keep it coming right. so awesome so dan if you uh you come up with any other thoughts or any other excuses to watch some films that you love uh, and you want to kill sean bean in them just uh just let me know absolutely i will do all right really appreciate it thanks yeah no worries thanks so much for having me on <laughs>